This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. I'm Pastor Brian. I'm one of the uh, staff pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. This is a radio show, podcast, uh, an outreach ministry, a, a ministry of East Coast Christian Center. And I get to sit in the seat of uh, Pastor Matt today. Pastor Matt and Jessica uh, typically host our Monday morning shows and uh, Monday whenever you get it shows, I guess. Um, today is November the 2nd, tomorrow election day. And uh, we get to, myself and Pastor Christian Hurston across the table from me get to sit in and uh, and share the word of God with you today out of Ephesians 1. Pastor Christian, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. And in a new chapter, it's fun, or new book. We new just book, finished up chapter. Ruth. Yeah. Ruth was great, but it's kind of short. You know, only four chapters. We we got through it, but Ephesians 1 is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And we also have in the studio here with us, uh, Nick, our uh, studio engineer extraordinaire. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. And if you um, maybe they've talked, maybe you've talked about this on the show, but Nick recently got engaged. He's headed to the altar. He yeah. going to the chapel. He going to get married. Ayo. Come on, yeah. he get married. Let's go. He <laughs> growing tough. up. This kid's growing up. Yeah. It's awesome. So that's still out there a few months from now, but that's pretty exciting. And it is exciting. Exciting times. It's actually exciting times to be living in the world that we live in today. Like yeah. clearly, this is a it's a different time. It's a different era, and uh, we're headed into. Um, I guess the unknown a bit. We're not sure what elections are going to hold and what's going to happen tomorrow with all of that, um, where that will come to an end or what that will do. But um, we're, we're excited. It's an honor to, uh, to sit with you and to open up the word with you today. Uh, we're going to do this. This is a, a drive time devotion, and maybe you're not getting it at drive time. Maybe you're doing it other ways today. But it has begun, at least, as a drive time devotion. Yeah. And uh, the intent is to get in the word of God on a regular basis and to crack open the word, see what God breathes on. So we read the chapter in advance. We come down. We don't share a message. We just share our heart and what God spoke to us. It's devotion. It's what popped out, what jumps out. And uh, we do it together. Um, there's something that happens when we do it together. Yeah. We, there's synergy. There's um, there's an anointing, I think, that when two or more gather in my name, the scripture says, there he is in our midst. And so the spirit of God is um, in us. It's with us. And uh, as we open the word today, how about this, Christian? Could you tell the folks how to get on board with the show and how to stay connected? Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is on our East Coast app, which you could search search for on Google or the Apple's app store just for those names, East Coast app. And on there, you can get the info, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes. It's great. Even if there was a message that I've got in my car before and heard like the last few minutes, that's happened recently. I was like, man, that was so good. What, what else did they say? And you can go on there and get the full recording. And it's super easy to share it with friends and family. There's just a little share button. So you can get the word out there. You can also follow us on the website, eccc.us. That's eccc.us. We're also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. There's outstanding content every day that's going out there that's easy to share with the world. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide or anything about East Coast that you'd like to know. Yeah, we'd love to uh, just tell you about a couple things going on as a church as well. Um, of course, our weekend services are uh, are open on all of our campuses, wide open. We have children's ministry available for you. We have opportunities for you to worship with us, not only in our in our live locations, but as well as our online weekend yeah. services. If um, that would be a blessing to you, you can check out our our website. There's uh, you know, join us. You know, just random times, actually, a lot of different times um, throughout the week. You could do that. It's on demand after the weekend. And so yeah. you could do that. And also we have a night of worship coming back. We've, uh, for years, we've we've done uh, the first Wednesday or the first Wednesday of the month, we'd have a night of worship and uh, sometimes a guest speaker and that sort of thing. But this Wednesday night, 
we have, we plan to have a night of worship uh, here. It's a little bit different, and so lock into the details here a second. There's going to be two services, one at 6 p.m. and one at 7.30 p.m., and we would uh, we would appreciate you getting a ticket for that. You can go onto our website, go onto our app, go into all the places, the ways you connect with East Coast, and uh, reserve your spot there. We're trying to make sure that social distancing can happen. We've capped out the number of people in the room. There'll be part of our room will be every other row and spaced out if that, if that um, would suit your need. We want to make room for you that way. We want to be considerate of uh, what your needs are and uh, considerate of others. And so if you'd get a ticket for one of those two services, that'd be great. And uh, we're excited to be able to worship together in all our campuses, all of our locations together, our community to come together to worship together. There'll also be food trucks, I think, available. Cool. What time does the food trucks arrive? Maybe five? Yeah, I think so. I five, believe five. Get there, 5 PM. eat with your family beforehand. And those tickets are free, but this yeah. is just a way for us to be able to allocate for you coming. Yeah. And it's been seven months since yeah. we've done this. This yeah. is one thing that we don't love to, we never miss it as a family. We love it so much. And so make sure you're there and invite a friend to it. Yeah, right on. Let's get into the word. Um, we got Ephesians chapter one, like we said, I think there's 23 verses here. I'm going to have you get me started. I'm in the new American standard version. What do you got over there? I'm doing NLT, new living translation. Right on. So I'm going to, I'm going to read through uh, verse 12. You pick it up at 13 and we'll go right. from there. Sounds good. I must say unto you, read. Sir. All right. Ephesians one, new American standard. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise and of, to the praise of the glory of his grace, who, uh, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which is purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth in him. we In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things for the counsel of his will, to the end that we who are the first, uh, we are the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. Verse 13, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identifies you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to you, to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you'll understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. 
God has put all things under his authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Amen. That's cool. I, uh, I, I, you know, this is a new new book of the Bible. You know, I mean, we've maybe you've read it uh, many times before, but when we uh, when we look at a new uh, you know a new text like this, we look at a it's a letter written to a church, written to a space out yeah. there. Um, back in back in back in this day, there was not like, hey, let's send you a, send them a video podcast, or hey, let's send them a video message, or you know something like we know multi site um, to be today. Yeah. And uh, you know, we are a church that has multiple locations, and so we do services across our community here and now online as well. And the way that we would do things like this of write a letter to, you know, someone out there is that we would now do a podcast or we would do a video or yeah. we would do a something, but what we're doing, this is in its era. This was the way to communicate to other believers. Yeah. Paul, who was the, basically the oversight of um, planting a church into this space. And so there are now believers. He's writing to a, a group of people over here in this, in this area and going, Hey, you know, here's some things I'd like to share with you, you know, yeah. and um, this is really the beginning of that. And, you know, the next, you know, five, six, um, six chapters here in Ephesians are going to be Continuing, you know, continuing on with that letter, and um, I just think it's interesting the 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 style and the um, I don't know, just the way that he would address, you know, a, a group of people out there and um, that are, you know, he he knows to he knows to be believers. He, he mentions in here that he's been he's been thanking God and praying for them, yeah. um, you know, regularly. It, it says, "I don't cease giving thanks to you while making mention of you in my prayers." And um, you know, I, I I actually got hung up on this verse. You know, it's verse sixteen there in chapter one, yeah. and uh, I, I just thought about, you know, what is what is our prayer life like for other believers around us? Yeah, and um, are good. we, I mean, are we thankful? Like think about the the privilege and the honor that we have for me. You know, we, we didn't do church in a, in a physical location for several weeks. You know, I don't know. I think it might've been seven or eight weekends, something like that in the, in the parkway here in Merritt Island and other locations in my 16, 17 weekends yep. or something like that in the Vera campus. And, um, you know, there are churches across our community or across the, the, the world that are not meeting in physical buildings together yeah. still. Right. And, um, I think for me, I could take for granted the value of, you know, getting together and doing life with other believers. Yeah. Like it's almost just so normal for me. Such it's a it's, huge it's part what of our we life. do. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a massive part of what we do. And, um, I, I just think about, you know, what about my prayer life though, for, for other believers around and am I thanking God for the, the believers that God has um, positioned me around, you yeah. know, and connected me to, and, you know, I'm, I'm super, I could just honestly say I'm super thankful for, uh, for the community here in Brevard County that I get to do life with. But I mean, there are believers that I've, uh, that I have a relationship with that are outside of this local area, this proximity Absolutely. that are pouring their lives out, that are laying their lives down to, to see the kingdom of God advance. Yeah, right. There's an arms really like your whole, and, yeah. and honestly, they're making, that are making ministry possible, uh, and easier and simpler and, um, my life with my family better. Like, I mean, I think about some of the things that have ministered to me over the years as a dad or as a husband and, you know, from parachurch organizations to other churches and other ministries yeah. that have blessed my life. Right. Yeah, and I think about dad and other things that have really helped us to be better. So many things out there. And, um, I could, I could go through a list of things, maybe like it would actually be hard for me to kind of comb them up. But that being the point actually is that, you know, I probably have forgotten how valuable some of the other believers have been in my own life yeah. because I get so focused. My prayer life can get very focused on the simple, the here, the now, the what I'm yeah. believing for right here versus thanking God for other believers and what, what they are doing and what they are accomplishing, not even only for my own sake, yeah. but for the sake of my family. Think about the people who have ministered to my family across this planet yeah. or my extended family or my friends. And I mean, there's just so I'm just, I'm really blessed by this thought. I'm, yeah. I'm challenged by this thought, but I'm also blessed to think that Paul, 
even in his distance from Ephesus, was able to go, man, I've been thanking God for you. I've been thanking God for what I'm hearing back, the testimonies that yeah. I'm getting back of your faith and um, what what the you know what the Lord Jesus is doing in your midst, you know. And um, you know, I get I get a lot of email, I get a lot of information from ministries and other ministries out there, you know, or missionaries and other ministries out there. And I just want to be faithful to thank God. And um, I just wanted to stop and go, man, God, thank you, thank you so much That's for the good. investment it's made in my life, but in the lives of so many other people around. So I love that. There's a lot of talk of unity in this book too. So yep. verse three says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So it's saying every spiritual blessing, but it says, because we are united with Christ. And then multiple times throughout the book, it talks about the unity is that it talks over and over again is I think that there's blessing that's tied to unity. It says it later in verse 11, furthermore, because you're united, you know, and you said this before with your kids, it's like you say things that may not be happening because you want it to happen. Pastor David said this last week too, when he was sharing with Shanna and Ruth four is that we call the teenagers for youth ministry all the time here, world changers. And we call them like your world changers. You're doing amazing things. And some of these kids may be 12 years old. Like they haven't changed the world yet, but we're speaking those things that we want to happen because we believe it in our heart. And here, Paul could have been saying it because he has to deal with some issues in this book of Ephesus we'll get to, but he's saying, because you're united, we have received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work according to his plan. So the blessing and inheritance is tied to the unity. And that's something that I think that we could do good. You talked about thanking God for the believers around us. And, you know, you and I have both done a pretty good job too, is there's a lot of churches in our community. We were just talking about one a few minutes ago, Pastor Jarvis and Coco, you know, making a big impact in that area. And I've got friends at, you know, we're, I'm in the Vieira location and I've got great friends right across the street, Pastor Kevin Wynn and other people at other churches and down the road, Pastor John Leathers at Church of Vieira and you know, Pastor Joel at Suntree and I met this. A lot of guys that I do life with, that it's like, it's not just about us four and no more. It's yeah. like, no, we're doing the work of the ministry. It's the big C church and not just the church of East Coast. It's the church, you know, Jesus's church. And because of that, I think that there's a blessing that's on it of what God is doing for all believers. Yeah, it's good. I want to, I want to continue to foster that. Like I, I think about how, um, you know, when I first when I first came on staff here at East Coast and I was doing youth ministry, I uh, I was hungry to learn. I was hungry to grow because I, I was I was young and I'd never done this and yeah. I didn't know what to do. And like, man, I got to talk to people. I got to hear. I got to what do I got to do? Yeah. I got to network. I I just didn't. I you get this little frantic, almost yeah. out of desperate need. Yeah. You need to connect, right? And then what can happen is you get you know years down the road and you have this great. Well, I've got experience now and I know, right? you know what? That experience is not going to take you everywhere you need to go. Like we need wisdom from heaven more than we need. And and I realized that in the unity and the, and the gathering of other believers together and other ministry folks together, I've grown, I've gotten better. We have gotten better as a, as a ministry, as a family, like just so many things we've gotten better at because other people are leading the way and that we get to follow them and and get in agreement with that. And so I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed by the unity for sure. And sometimes it isn't perceived that, that, you know, in a community that that we're doing ministry and that that everyone's getting along or something, that People all these churches are on the same that there's team. There's competition. Right? They'll drive down Courtney, and you can count between the church and my house nine churches. Yeah, but it's like we're not competing against each other, and we shouldn't be. Yeah, and I, 
you know, I think if we we're honest that there, there's always competitive things in each of us as, you know, as any sort of leader or any sort of somebody driving there's there's a, Hey, I want to do this. Well, of course yeah. you want to strive for excellence and you want to be better at it, but it's not to be better than the guy next door, the yeah. guy across the street. It's actually to be better so that the kingdom of God advances. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's not about, Oh, I believe this, you believe that. And so we're a little bit at odds. No, it's actually, Hey, we're on the same team. Let's go. Yeah. You know? And we have to realize that if we can do this together, we're actually better, you so know, much better. And we're so much better when we do it together. Yeah. And so, um, what else, what else stuck out to you in the chapter? What, uh, you know, anything? yeah. So Paul's prayer, this is one of many prayers of Paul. And if you want to know a good way to just do a Bible study, just go look them up. There's roughly 20 of them in the Bible yeah. and some of them are shorter in Titus and in Romans, but this is a big one. And I'm not going to pray the whole thing because we already read it here, but it picks up really at verse 15 where he's giving thanks and it goes on. And the real crux of the prayer is that he's praying for spirit spiritual wisdom. And you mentioned that is when we lack knowledge, the Bible says in James, ask for wisdom and God will give it to you liberally. And going back a little bit to what you said is that you don't have to do life alone and you don't have to figure it out the hard way. I've, we talked about this in our own lives personally yesterday is like, you can go to college to learn things or you can go to college and learn things Mm -hmm. like, like sometimes it's a school of hard knocks where you have to find things out where you said this to me in our roles at church, like Brian and I, pastor Brian and I both, you know, take care of some financial stuff and some operations and some administrative things at work. And instead of just like forging a new way, the hard way, you're like, hey, let's go find someone that's already got a proven system. Yeah. Let's find a system that's been working and let's see if we can glean something from that. Maybe we need to tweak it and adjust it and make it ours, but this can apply to your life. If you're struggling, like I've got three teenage, well, she thinks she's a teenager. I got a 16, a 14, (laughs) and a 10 year old. And my 10 year old, she's great girl, but she's, you know, she's growing up is that I don't want to have to figure this out on my own is I want to talk to people who have gone before me and have wisdom and experience. And we're doing that. My wife got to meet with someone who's been down the road and her kids are in college now, but had similar things. And it's like, can you give me some advice? What would you recommend? And getting wisdom instead of just doing it hard, like life is too short to do it alone. And we need to have people around us to be able to help us in the process and maybe give us some wisdom. That's good. You know, that as you began to you know look through this prayer, verse 18, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be um, enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling? Yeah. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance yep. in Christ Jesus? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power? If you think about, you know, what, what his hope is for you or his calling is for you, what his yeah. inheritance is, what his power is for you. And this is a great prayer to pray um, internally, you know, for you over your own life is to go, hey, God, I want to know these things. I, yeah. wanna, I want my heart to be enlightened. Lord, help me to see what I need to see. Help me yeah. to hear what I need to hear. And that might be a, a relationship with some other believer alongside you doing something. I mean, I'm a better dad because other believers that are dads around Absolutely. me. And that takes humility in my own life to go, yeah. you know, what What did you do in this situation? Yeah. Hey, what do you think about that? Not not that I have to just go find it in scripture only. Like there are godly men and women who have dug things out and grown. And so let's not lose sight of that. But you know what? There is a calling on my life as dad and as pastor and as friend and as leader and business leader and things that way that I have to discover and I got to mine out. Yeah. And it's work. This is like, you know, as much as we say, that, you know, that, that the, uh, the kingdom of God is not about works. There is some working your salvation out with fear and yeah. trembling. You need yeah. to get in there and dig a little bit yeah. and and wrestle a bit with God and you know get in there in a in a in a prayer humble space before God and go, God, I want to get a hold of this. I want to know what I need to know, right? Yeah. I want to get a hold of it and 
tomorrow's not always going to be better. And tomorrow, we're not always looking over our shoulder at what we should have been before or looking out ahead of us to go, oh, it'll be good when I get there. Man, appreciate and live in the moment. But in the moment, let's learn in this moment, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a lot to be learned. And I said this in a, you know in a message this past weekend is that you know what the reality is that we train for these seasons yeah. like this we are building for this season right yep. here if we are not building today for the season in front of you you know what you're going to get to that season and go man I wish I would have yeah. but you know what we've trained if you as a believer you're listening to this show right now to grow hopefully Absolutely. you're listening to it to go you know what I want to glean more yeah, you're doing the right up. thing keep yeah. doing that keep digging in because there's coming a season where you're going to need what you earned today right yeah. where you what you learned today. And if we don't, if we don't think, if we aren't, if we aren't certain that we have been trained for this moment, we can miss something in this moment. And so let's work out what we need to work out in this moment. The other thing is his inheritance as saints. There's an incredible inheritance. Yeah. We we should wrestle for all of that. Like yeah. get all that you've been, you know, you've been designed to get. And um, you know, you are entitled to some things by by scripture, by the promises of God as a believer. Get a hold of that inheritance. If we're not careful, you'll miss out on something you should have had. Yeah. There's a there's a great story of a uh, in in a class that, that we've taught here at the university about you know many times uh, you're in college and you have the you have a meal plan when you go off to college yeah. and you live in a dorm and you're in this you got this meal plan and you know there's a, it's a story of a young guy who you know he would go to the cafe and you know get a couple things here and there. And what he didn't know is that his meal plan was for a buffet every day. Everything. He's all missing he could out. Eat. Yeah. Missing out. All you could eat buffet. He's starving every He's day. He's eating nachos yeah. and cheese, you just, know, and just scrunching to get by, you know, scrapping and clawing to get by. And actually his meal plan actually would have was wide open to eat from the buffet every single day, you yeah. know, the whole year in college. And he had just been living short of yeah. what had already been open for him. Yeah. There are things that are so wide open for you that maybe you haven't discovered yet because of the promises of God that are yes and amen. And I would just challenge you, dig them up, Get in there yeah. and get a hold of everything that you've you know been apprehended for. And then the last part of that is you know understand his power. There is an incredible power. The name above all names lives on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of you. Yeah. Operate out of that power. That's good. Yeah, thinking about power, you know, and working out as we we both shared this for the message on the weekend is that stress and strain is not all bad. In our culture, we tend to be able to pull away from it. But if you want to build muscle, you're going to have to fatigue that. You're going to have to break it down so it can grow back. And it's the same way in our spiritual walk is when I first started reading my Bible almost 20 years ago, when I really gave my heart to the Lord, I'd open it up and everything just jumped yeah. off. And it was so easy. Yeah. And it happens to me now where I'll get a rhema word and it really comes alive to me, but sometimes I need to dig in there a little bit deeper and ask the Lord to speak to me and spend some time in prayer beforehand and meditate on it. And when I get those, those revelations can be even more rich. You know, the idea of a, a piece of diamond is going to come from pressure where that coal and that rock is going to have so much pressure on it that something beautiful is made. So don't pull back from some strain and some pressure when it's good, a good godly thing. Exactly what you said, working out your salvation through fear and trembling. That's not a scary Everything. Yeah. That's to say, God, I want more of you. I'm going to dig in deep and I'm willing to put in the work because I know that it's worth it. We spend a lot of time and energy in life on some silly things. Oh, like yeah. I know way more about college football and NFL stats now than I should just because I'm really into it. But like if I could take that same energy and I'm not going to pick on it. I love football guys. And so should you. But, you know, if I spend that same time of energy in all of the stats and the players and the history, if I put it into more time in the word, I'm like, man, think about what it could yield. 
And that's not to beat anybody up, but there's things in life where we can get so distracted versus thinking about the the fruit that we could have in our lives if we pressed in a little bit further. So just take this as an encouragement not to beat you up. Just press in a little deeper and you're doing it. I mean, you're listening to the Bible. We're spending time in the word, but maybe for this Ephesians 2, as you prepare for it next week, dig in a little deeper, get your highlighter out, maybe underline some things, look up some words, see what they were really saying. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's great value in doing the work that it takes today so that you don't have to pay the price later, right? And uh, what you had mentioned about, you know, some people pay for college and other people pay, you know, for their education. And um, it, it really comes down to what are you willing to pay? What are you willing yeah. to kind of put out there um, to get something out of what you invest into? And there's great there's great reward in the investment. The scripture says that, uh, you know, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled if we're hungry for the right things. And let's just get hungry and get busy about God's stuff. If we're, if we're willing to do that, I, I trust that these things, that the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe, that will become very evident, yeah. very, very real to you and to me. And so we're actually going to take a break and uh, we'll get back to you. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Morning Breath. All right, kind of a final thought as we close out here is just in verse one, and this is the beauty of the word is you could miss this if you don't really look at it. It says this letter from Paul chosen by the will of God to be an apostle is this is a situation where Paul was doing his own thing. He was, you know, living his life, even persecuting and killing Christians, but God chose and called him. And you need to know that God has called you as well. Is God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for hope and for a future, not for calamity or destruction. Is that God has a plan, even if you don't know it, Paul didn't know the whole story from the beginning to the end. If he did, probably would have scared him away. But God had a plan ultimately for him. And you have a call on your life as well. You just need to walk in it. You know what's interesting about that? It says an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God in the New American Standard. That title was not given to him by him. Like Paul didn't put the apostle title on himself. That's not how that rolled. Like many times in in our culture, um, titles, whatever title, call yeah. it apostle, call it pastor, call it whatever. And I'm not just saying in ministry titles, yeah. there are titles that people are, are hungry to get a title. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the reality, the, the reality is, is that that title should actually be defined not by you, but by yeah. somebody else yeah, gives like you that. the title. And in that title, there is an anointing or there is grace for that space yeah. um, of whatever that title is. Yep. But I would not be in a hurry to gain a title. No. I would be in a hurry to lay down my life and yeah, serve chief people. Servant. And, yeah. that, and Paul, Paul had all the credentials of yeah. all the credentials. But in the end of the day, he said, I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to serve yeah. these places. And he went and he, he got beat up and battered along the way. But in the end, he, he earned a title by laying down his life. That's and so good. let's lay down our lives today. Let's actually get out there and serve some people and see what God does. I, I trust that it'll be rewarded that way. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you next time. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.